Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. Reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Believe it or not, I don't sound like I'm Tony Merkel, but I'm losing my voice. I'm really glad you're here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. We have episode 441 coming up here. A lot of shows that we've done in the past. And we have Raul coming back. So I don't know if I said it on Tuesday's show, but... But Raul from Tuesday Show is back again with more stories today. We're talking about Bigfoot abductions. I think it was, if I remember correctly, his sister-in-law, but that's wrong. It's his cousin, I believe or his cousin-in-law, somebody he's related to shared their abduction experience, his brother-in-law Sasquatch experience. His brother-in-law Sasquatch experience is probably one of the most uh, dramatic Sasquatch experiences I've heard in a while. It's just, and it's not even from the horse's mouth. I wish his brother-in-law was here to tell it, but he shared the story and I thought it was fascinating. So uh, we're going to be getting into all that stuff today. But before we get to Raul, unexpectedly, I got two in-studio guests here in Tennessee. It's kind of crazy because I wouldn't call what I have here a studio compared to what I had in, in uh, Pennsylvania. But uh, until I move into my new studio space downtown, I'm working out of this uh, extra room in the house. And I got two guys here. Guys, I'm sorry about the mess, but we have Josh and William here. Uh, Josh, tell the people where you're from, man. What's up, guys? Uh, it's Josh with uh, Black Diamond Guns and Gear. Um, just a YouTube channel. Just talking about guns and doing stuff. Guns and doing stuff. And William? Poorly, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, William from Permapastures Farm. We talk about all things uh, permaculture, current topics, uh, farming, all types of stuff. And for those of you that are new to permaculture, permaculture stands for 
permanent agriculture. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that either. It's permanent self-replicating self-replicating food systems. Okay, nice. and that's so now it really makes sense when you were talking about to me because um, all right. So here how this this all worked out is that uh, it just so happened that I needed Josh's pressure. Josh has a YouTube channel of uh, around fifty thousand subscribers, and so does Will and his dad, and. Uh, so they, they have big followings and uh, Josh actually lives less than 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like no brainer. We're best. We're besties now. <laughs> just so yeah, happens yeah. to hook up by the time you come down here. I'm just like, Hey guns, you want to shoot some stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it, kind of felt- it, it worked out great. We've been over at the, uh, the, the commissioner's property and yeah, you know, and so oh, that's lucky. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he's cool. Like, he he's, is really cool. And he's a, dis- he's a commissioner over the district in our area. Oh wow. Yeah. He's really cool. Yeah. But uh, anyways, um, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, you've been a, a great welcome party to, oh, to, uh, welcome us down here and everybody's been great. But, um, and then, so what happened and I'm going to just paint this story and then remind me to get back to the, uh, what you were explaining to me outside. Right, right. But, um, so I found you Josh online because I was actually, uh, I was, I had lost a lot of weight in my life and I put a lot of weight back on when I was driving truck and, uh, I was getting heavy. Yeah. And I was like, I was Googling how to carry concealed as a fat guy. Sure. And you have the fat guy holster. Yeah. And so I watched your video and it had over a million views. And I, so like, I, that's when I started find, like clicking around your page. And so when I saw that you guys followed the confessionals, yeah. I was like, Son of a gun! I know these guys. Dude, and it, we're into the conspiracies and all that stuff too. So I mean, that's yeah. how we were just like mutually connected, I guess. And uh, yeah. And, uh, small world. It's small world. I mean, shoot. And then I moved 10 minutes from you. It's yep. crazy. I, <laughs> yeah. Just let people know, I was on your podcast recently, 76 yeah. Tuesday, yep. uh, episode 45. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So 45, 46, I was on there. So you can check that I think that your out. name is in the title. So it's either way, the number or the name is, it's on there. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's how I, I, I met up with you and kind of came across you. It's very similar with you, William. I mean, uh, literally, you and I just connected less than a week ago, right? Right. Yeah. I think it was about, I sent an email maybe like a week and a half ago, like while you were moving. Okay. So I figured it'd be a minute. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You sent me a text after the email and yeah. I was surprised. I well, went and showed everybody in the house. Like <laughs> ten, Tony texted me back. He actually did. Yo, like, so I, I'm laying in bed. We're getting ready to go to bed. And, and you know, Lindsay was like, let me just do some more emails because she's trying to catch up. Like Lindsay, I call her syllabus Lindsay. Like she doesn't really, like, I'm just like a go with the flow kind of person. Like, ah, oh, we'll get to it tomorrow. Lindsay's like, uh, I have tasks and they need to get done, you know? And so like, she's like slaying in bed doing some emails and she mentions uh, that we got an email from you and she, and, and, and the way, what, what you said in the email, uh, maybe like kind of sit up because <laughs> you said something like that, that your dad, like you kind of, you're behind the camera, right? right, and, right. And, and you said your dad is a black guy yeah. and I'm like, wait a second, homesteading black guy. I don't think there's too many of those, and I know one of them. You know? <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> there's like two. Yeah, it's <laughs> one more. It's <laughs> so like I went to the YouTube channel. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. And so I text you and stuff, and um, you know, and, we're, and you're out here today. So so the way everybody's here is because Josh, you living so close to me, brought over a pressure washer because I got some uh, water draining issues on the property we just bought. And, and William's here because we have some water draining issues and you know how to handle that stuff. And so you're walking around showing me things I can do. I forget half of it. So you're gonna have to text me and show me pictures and stuff. (laughs) Uh, You gotta treat me like a fifth grader sometimes, you know, be like, talk slow, 
talk very clearly <laughs> and I'm still going to ask you to repeat yourself. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, both you guys are here essentially because I have the water draining issues and we're going to do some work after we do this recording. But I thought, you know what, it'd be kind of cool to come down here with you guys and uh, do just include you in on the introduction for the members show because, uh, you know, how often do I have two famous YouTubers in my house? I, wouldn't oh. know that. I don't know if I go that <laughs> yeah, far. Like that. I'm always behind the camera. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I'll tell you what, though, when I first met you, I told you, you sound just like your dad. Yeah, so I get that. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, I, I guarantee you, there's people that are listening right now that do know who your dad is in the channel and stuff, and they're listening like, that sounds like Billy. Might, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really, <laughs> it, it sounds just like him. So um, listen, uh, Josh, I was on your podcast, and people can check that out, but I, I want to... I want I want to kind of focus here with William, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and I want to hear your reaction to some of this okay, too. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go See, down. Here's the thing, though. I think that a lot of people won't think about it, but I think that people in in, in the guns and into uh, you know homesteading and stuff like that, it goes hand in hand, man. Yeah. So that's why we're into the whole. Let's be honest. We don't trust our government, right? So <laughs> that so the conspiracy, the paranormal, the you know the homesteading, the guns, it all goes together. Mm. Well, I think, and I think that's just how we connect. Also, prepping, prepping. I mean, an actual too, yeah. conclusion to prepping, Absolutely. like Dad says all the time, is homesteading. Absolutely. I mean, how are you going to resupply your food eventually? Yeah. And that's through homesteading. Absolutely. Exactly. So I think you guys are catching me in that transition mentally where I spent time in the Philly area prepping. I had a basement shelves full of canned goods, and I had, obviously, my Patriot supply. Prepare with the confessionals, right? <laughs> uh, so I have that stuff, but um, I... I didn't really have the self-sustainability when it came to how do you replenish. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to pursue coming down here. And uh, anyways, listen, let's get into this because uh, there's another um, th there's another homesteader around here. His name's Lucas. He reached out to me and uh, he does, he raises bees. And he's told me bees are great for the allergy season, the bee honey. And uh, obviously by my voice, I should probably- I don't know if anybody knows this, but in Tennessee, the allergies are freaking nuts. Yeah. Seriously, I'm they learning. are serious here. I mean, yeah, if you're not, I guess, used to them and stuff like that, it can be like disastrous. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't help that like, yesterday, for the last two days, I was weed whacking over an acre <laughs> of three foot tall yes. weeds and everything and just blowing up in my face the whole time. So anyways- I say all that to say, uh, William, you and your family homesteading, you guys raise bees, uh, and you, in the, we were in the backyard talking and you shared an interesting story about how your bees react to you with certain things. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we have that YouTube channel and we try to record as many, uh, different topics as possible on our, on the farm, just because you don't know who's going to come across what, mm -hmm. but we usually, or we did, uh, usually try to film a lot of stuff with the bees. And uh, the issue, we film all of our videos with a, uh iPhone. Mm -hmm. And so the issue with filming the bees is that whenever I bring my phone down there, I immediately start getting attacked. And they're directing it at the camera. Like I have clips where the bees are trying to sting the lens of the camera. Um, yeah. And now if I go down to the bees without a uh, cell phone or anything like that, I have absolutely no issue. Their buzz is completely. Those who keep bees so understand. Do you think it has something to do with like the five G deal? Or so check this out. <laughs> so uh, on the Madison County forums right now, everybody's freaking out because everybody's losing bees and all that stuff. Five G was just introduced recently to the area. Now, what's different about our property versus all the other properties around us is that we are in a south facing slope, like in the mountains, 
and it's kind of a bowl shape. So 5G kind of, if like if I go up to either ridge line, I'll get 5G. Got if it. I go up to the peak, I'll get 5G. Right. But if I'm in the bowl where the bees are, there's absolutely no 5G. And we didn't we didn't have any issues with our bees. In fact, we had a hive but that was so that it's strong. But now that you actually get it? No, we, we still don't get 5G. It doesn't work. It doesn't reach the bowl of our property. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But we didn't lose we didn't lose bees like everybody else. Like there are people oh. who lost their entire like all of their boxes of bees. Like everybody really? lost their bees this year, and except for us, because I'm assuming so what that's about a big that, jump. What about would that 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 puts out that would make them go crazy? Uh, <laughs> well, so <laughs> bees are a bit of a mystery in general to us. We don't really even know how they fly. Like the, their bodies are too big for their wings to support in flight. So like a lot of people have theories whether or not it's some frequency they use or something like that to actually <laughs> wow. uh, levitate. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of different theories on bees, but their their body is unable to fly. So they're doing it somehow. It just ain't flying. So if they're using like the, if they're very sensitive to like frequencies and what's going on with like the electro sure. Radiation and stuff like that, then they're probably going to leave a very uh, hostile area. For wow! Them and go to like a like the national parks and stuff like yep. that, places wow. that aren't getting five G. That's insane! Wow. I didn't, even, didn't even know that. That's like, crazy. Wouldn't right? even wouldn't even think that that was a thing. Yeah. But you said that they use a frequency to fly. Supposedly, I don't know. I have no idea what they're using to fly. They don't, but they their wings are far too small for their bulbous body to take flight. So when you go out there, man, I can't even stand the sound of my voice. Uh, <laughs> when, when you go out there, though, and you have the phone in your pocket, mm -hmm. they'll attack you. They'll they'll attack me every single time. There was one day I got stung 14 times on like my wrist because I was trying to record us just harvesting honey. No, no, no. We weren't even harvesting honey. We were checking the hives. So it wasn't even as invasive as like pulling out frames and all that stuff and you never had a problem like that unless you you don't have problems like that unless you have a phone in your pocket i don't have problems with like that unless i have a phone in my pocket i mean there are days where you just don't go check your bees because they're going to be irritable that day okay but if i'm on there on a good day no phone in my pocket there's no issue what about before 5g like just the regular whatever we had LT, before three, lt3 four whatever i i don't know if they were affected by that or not i mean there was already a decline in the bee population before that um before 5G rolled out, but there's been a massive drop off just this past winter. Really? Yeah. So, like, and I, I heard about this on some kind of conspiracy YouTube channel, and now it's turning into reality, I guess. Yeah. Um, what is, what's the deal with the bee population? Like, if we lose bees, what happens? Oh, man. Uh, we lose everything. <laughs> uh, if we lose bees. I, I mean, we lose, like, everything. Yeah. Those are our natural heard, pollinators. Yeah, that's how they basically, yeah. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it, but I've heard that too. So, yeah. so uh, are, do you think we're we're on the verge of that kind of uh, catastrophe? Um, as a controversial as a controversial point, no, I don't think we are. Um, I think that, and to spew my own beliefs on here, I think that God created an earth that can heal itself no matter what we do to it. Sure. I mean, there are mushrooms that will fix radiation in Chernobyl right now. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. So if that's able to be fixed, I don't think bees will ever go extinct just because there are places that we can't destroy, we can't reach. Um, they could just stash away. I mean, there's other, there's a, like what eight foot hairy man running around in these woods that we can't even find <laughs> i bet there's some bees back there <laughs> oh man yeah i love it i love it i love the fact that you and your family listen to the show you guys like it's the way this all came together it just 
I don't know. Like, I just feel like it seems like almost every day my move to Tennessee was a good move. Like, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> I would too. If nothing else, the roads in Pennsylvania. Oh, horrible. You heard. You I heard. Might have family that lives in New York. I got to drive through oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. You, know, you know, as soon as you enter Pennsylvania, you're like, I, 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 yeah. I guess we're in Pennsylvania. The whole way. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is as oh, far north as I want to go. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> so, like, what's crazy about that is during the, the COVID crap, uh, they, they told all the people t- collecting money to go home. Nobody's doing that. They turned all the lanes to easy pass so that you can just drive through and don't worry, we'll bill you kind of thing. Right. So then they use that opportunity to officially no longer have people collecting money at the, at, at the booths. So now forever in Pennsylvania, you just drive through easy pass. Cool. Right? No, because at the same time they're saving money because they're not paying these people anymore. They jacked up the price to drive on the turnpike. And so they're making all this extra money through, or they're saving all this money. They're also making all this extra money, and we still got the potholes. They yep. still, they still got the potholes. Yeah, as if, as Not if they that, didn't make enough. Dude, Tennessee roads are to get terrible, road dude. They're, they're so bad down here. But it, they're bad where they're supposed to be. Like we're in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're supposed to be yeah. bad. Yeah. If you get on a road probably, called Old Mill Road, they're you probably know better in the mountains than they are like on the interstates and stuff because not uh-huh. you know it doesn't not as traveled i guess you go on a road and says hillbilly mike's road it's like okay i'm thinking it's gonna be gravel and potholes (laughs) (laughs) exactly you know uh, what to expect (laughs) yeah it's it's mainly where all the trucks are his words real bad for For sure sure. for sure i mean it makes sense but um listen i think we could do a whole podcast but i don't want to make the intro too long for people who want to hear about bigfoot stories and abductions and more paranormal stuff from raul so uh if you really liked raul on tuesday which a lot of people did a lot of people were commenting saying this was a great episode beginning that a lot recently and i absolutely love it I, i'm a human being and i need positive reinforcement i've divorced myself from the comments for so many so for so long because i i, I don't want to the bad getting in my brain you know sure. what i mean and so uh seeing the comments and and uh the emails and stuff it's been really nice and people really liked raul and uh you're gonna like him again today and again, if you feel like you want to help support, uh, donate the, to the uh, the relief efforts for the fires in New Mexico, uh, the the links are in the description below. But uh, guys, before we get out of here, just let people know where they can find you one more time, Josh. Uh, Black Diamond Guns of Gear, basically on everything. Uh, we you know we have Instagram and we have Twitter that we don't use, but we might start using now because it's a free free platform. There you go. There <laughs> uh, you go. Even Rumble. even though I got my own thoughts about elon yeah. he might be the antichrist but we'll yeah. go we'll, we'll see that for another episode awesome. but yeah rumble and the uh, 762 podcast those also so absolutely that's about everywhere cool you can find us at uh permapasturesfarm.com or permapasturesfarm on youtube uh instagram um we sell comfrey bone sauce we do consultations if you guys are interested in any of that go check it out and uh, we also have videos on Brighteon and Rumble, so go check those out, too. Yeah, and uh, you and your dad are talking about possibly starting a podcast? Possibly. I after think- my Earthship is built, then we can start a podcast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, man. I, I After uh, hearing you talk and stuff, you, you, you're good behind the mic. You, oh, you would be a good it. podcaster, very cool. good podcaster. You're, you're intelligent, you're informed, you know what you're talking about with the topics that you guys are talking would be talking about. And uh, you, like I said, you sound like your dad. You both have good voices for microphones. Faces, I don't know, but yeah, uh, the, we got faces breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get to Raul before I waste any more of people's lives. Oh.
All right, today we got Raul back again. Raul, how you doing, man? Hanging in there, brother. Hanging in. Hey, man. Listen, we're making it the entire week, man, because uh, you you and I were talking, and you know we did that first interview, and then we wanted to bring you on for the intro of Tuesday's show to talk about you know the the forest fires and things like that. But it turns out uh, you have more things to share, and more things have happened, and you've come across more stories from other people you're going to share. So I figured, why not bring you on for another episode? put this up as a member show and make it an entire week of Raul. And you said, sure, let's do it. And here we are. So uh, before we get into the news stories and all that stuff, let's just remind people again, briefly, uh, where they can donate uh, money and support and supplies, maybe whatever they feel led to support. Uh, So share with them what that information is and and where they can go. I mean, obviously, the links are going to be in the description, but just talk to them about it real quick. Sure, no problem. So this is for uh, relief for the New, the New Mexico wildfires, um, specifically the Calf Canyon and Hermit's Peak fires, because it's the two fires that combine to make uh, currently the largest fire burning in the United States and uh, no near containment in sight. High wind advisories still, they think they might not even have this thing under control till July. So I can't even imagine that, but I uh, have a lot of people that we've been working with, communicating with and and I wanted to just drop their organizations. They're all legit. You can check them out. Um, one is at BeLasVegas.com. That's to donate to Sam Coca and his staff over there at the Castaneda Hotel Bar and Grill in Las Vegas, New Mexico. They are running a soup kitchen out of the hotel restaurant. And uh, people displaced from the fires are going there to eat. They're fe- feeding the firefighters and first responders. So that's a great organization to donate to because it's going to be this is going to go on for a few more months. Um, and then I also have uh, a gentleman that we've been in contact with, and this is who we've been, me and my wife's organization has been coordinating with, but just to cut us out so we don't overwhelm ourselves, uh, I'll just uh, name drop him. He's with the Salvation Army. Uh, his name's Dwayne Brizel. Um that's the D-W-A-I-N-E dot B-R-E-A-Z-E-A-L-E dot usw.salvationarmy.org um we'll send the links um you know and whatever people feel inclined to give was will be greatly appreciated (laughs) absolutely uh and i know there's a lot of people out there that look for opportunities to share uh and 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 give and donate where they can so uh you're I'm always surprised at the generosity of people because I'm a very pessimistic person by nature. And so usually I'm like, nobody cares. The world is doomed. All is lost. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so that's you, dude. I listen to your show all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so like when, so, like when you, all of a sudden you get one person that donated a dollar, I'm like, Oh, somebody cares. That's great. So, <laughs> uh, and you know, that's the way I feel about this. You know, it's like, these fires are tearing, you know, the, that area apart. But I talked to a friend, you know, cause I was really down and out because a lot of places that I love and like to go hide out and every place that I grew up hanging out with. And, you know, my, my, my father-in-law's ranch is on fire. My best friend's ranch, which was my bug out spot is on fire, you know, and all these places that we'd hike and, and camp and fish and all these places that we would go that were in our backyard are now inaccessible and being scorched. And I, you know, I, it, it hit me hard and there was a few days I just went to work and I had to go to the office and just cry because people were sending me these images on the phone and it was so overwhelming and I felt so helpless. And, 
you know, I'm a couple hours away in Albuquerque is where I live. And so I didn't feel like I was there and it, you know, it wasn't real to me. And it's almost like dealing with death. You go through these stages of grief. Right. And like, I felt so overwhelmed, but you know, after getting involved, you know, I feel like there is something, you know, like I'm doing something and, you know, I know for me, at least as a believer, you know, like God has intent in everything that happens. So we may not understand why. Um, but you know, I've been reading the word and he's been speaking to me through the word and like, he's been sending me confirmation that, you know, when you go through these trials and tribulations, you know, it, it, it may test our, I'm not necessarily test your faith, but you know, it gives you a chance to prove to God how much you're willing to rely on him, I guess is the way to put it. And I talked to a friend and he said, man, he said those, those Northern New Mexico communities were pretty strict. Like the mayor of Las Vegas even had a curfew on the people like longer than any, any other community in like the United States. And people were so disbanded from COVID in those areas and nobody was commuting or talking to one another. They shut down restaurants, bars, like places people used to go. People weren't going to church. People weren't talking to one another. And he said, these fires have, uh, have brought the community back together. Like people are hugging each other and crying with one another and eating with one another communing and camping with one another, helping one another. And like, it's, he's, it's brought the goodness out in people, you know, and, uh, it's bringing them back together in some weird way. That's great, man. That's great. Hope and humanity, right? That's what we need. Yep. Awesome. Well, everybody, listen, uh, we talked about it on Tuesday. We talked about it a little bit in today. If you feel led to donate to help the relief uh, you know what where to go. You know what to do. Look in the description below. Pick uh, a link of your a link of your choosing and uh, go ahead and donate as you feel led. All right, let's get into this week's business. We got uh, you coming on to share uh, stories that have been told to you, but also some experiences yeah. that you've been through and some things uh, that I guess uh, dot connectors in a sense where you forgot to mention some things on the last recording. Well. Freaking A, man. We got you back today to finish the job. So uh, where do you want to start today? I mean, do you want to start uh, on sure. other stories? Let's do this. Let's start off with where we left off. So, I mean, let's... Yeah. You, we hung up and you're like, oh, I forgot to say this. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think in the first episode, you know, I talked about... So I've had multiple like UFO experiences, right? Um, like I've seen them uh, quite a few times out here in New Mexico. And I think once you have one, you start having more, you know, because you, you start to pay attention to the sky a lot more. And I think like when you start, it sparked my interest in it, right? So I started doing all this research and, you know, uh, you know, so I think those, because to me, it, it's all spiritual, you know, so those spirits know like, hey, you're looking into this, you know, like, okay, like you're fascinated, you're intrigued. And I, I was praying to God, like, show me, I want to see more. I want to know more. Like, so I started having more experiences. And then I told you the first one though, that I saw was like with my cousin in my backyard. And a few more people showed up and we watched these things, like do these aerial formations and dart around the sky. And like, so I forgot to mention though, that the day after that um, experience that we had the first encounter, you know, I was talking to one of my older brothers on the phone. And I, you know, obviously I was telling him like what had happened the day before and he was like, Oh my God, I wish I would have went over, man. Like, I can't believe like you really saw that. And then of course our neighbor and my friends that were with me, you know, and my cousin, we were all telling him about this stuff that we watched. 
it happened happening in the sky. And he's like, man, I, I should have came over. I was going to come over and I didn't. And, uh, we were sitting there talking and it was in broad daylight. And the weirdest thing, like my brother's like, what's that? And it looked like, like I turned, it was like behind me. We were in my backyard again. Cause I had like a, like a park bench thing in my backyard. And, uh, he's like, what is that? And I turned around and from far away, like, you know, I thought maybe somebody was throwing a party and had let go a string of balloons tied together. That's what it looked like from far away. You know, like a string of balloons, like floating or flying in the sky, being blown around by the wind. But if you ever let balloons go, you know, they don't move with necessarily any kind of like vigor or, or just, you know, like a, they don't look like they kind of float around aimlessly till they drift off into the sky. Right. Like this thing came from the distance and it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it like flew right over us. And, uh, it was like the weirdest looking thing. It was like serpentine in the way that it moved, you know, like a snake, how they wiggle. And dude, it looked like intestinal tract is like my best, uh, explanation I could give. Like if you ever seen pictures of how intestines look, that's how this thing looked. And it was black and it was wiggling through the sky and it flew right over us until it like, went past us headed what I uh, was like northeast, and then just drifted off till this thing just like disappeared. And we were like, what the heck was that? What the heck was that? We're trying to like rap, you know, rationalize what was going on in our minds, you know, like, yeah, dude, it was just, and it happened the day after those, those UFOs were popping out. So I, I found that to be rather strange. <laughs> heck yeah. It, well, I mean, it's very strange and, uh, it, it just goes along and I, you know, it's like, uh, the phrase it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, it's on the tip of my brain. I, I feel like I heard something <laughs> very similar, uh, at some point in the existence of this show. Somebody talked to me about, uh, I, I know several times this has happened where we talked about UFO sightings and it being more biological, uh, you know, more along that nature, uh, almost like it, the, like it was alive. Not that it was a like it wasn't like a a, fi a fixed uh, circle craft or a triangle craft, but it, it moved like it was alive uh, through like sky creatures. Yeah, yeah, I heard that episode. Yes, uh, yeah, biological. Well, think about it. You know, like our oceans are so vast, right? And like, if you look at the atmosphere and space and like the sky, like how vast is that? Like, do you really think that we know everything that exists up there? Like, I don't. <laughs> Well, I, I think Elon Musk does, but you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I might be doing a, I might be doing an episode about him here in the future. Uh, I I have some theories and thoughts about Elon, good old boy Elon. And uh, for the first time today, I heard somebody else talk about similar thoughts that I have, and I'm like, huh, maybe I should reach out to that person and have him on the show. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to prep I've people thought. for a good old conspiracy show coming down the pipe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But um, yeah, you know, it, listen. Uh, I'm not even gonna go there. I'm gonna let it go. I'll save it for the, I'll save it for the Elon show. Um, but yeah, yeah, keep 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 enough rounds for uh, later wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to keep that clip full. So, uh, anyways, yeah. So, I mean, it, would you describe it like that though? I mean, the way you described it to me, that's how I interpret it. Would Would you say that though? That it seemed like it was alive on its own. Yeah, so it did, it definitely didn't look like uh, like a craft. Like, you know, if you see something flying in the sky, even if it was a kite, you know, it has a very specific form and shape. And, like, 
you know, any aircraft, man-made aircraft that we know of has a very specific way that it looks and it moves. And, you know, it didn't look anything like the UFOs that I've seen. This was something completely independent, but it happened right after, like the next day after having these UFO encounters. So maybe the two are tied together in some odd way. But yeah, I mean, like at the time, like I was very new to having these these specific kind of uh, experiences. This is like, you know, after the first one that I real uh, significant one I ever had. And, and yeah, like you're sitting there trying to think, <clears throat> what is this thing? What is that? Like, and like I said, like from far away, you know, the way it was like in the sky, I was like, Oh, it's a trail of black balloons or something. You know, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, but like, I do remember thinking that, but then as it got closer to us and I, and me and my brother were looking at it, it's like, dude, that is so weird. What is that? And like, you're, you're like your brain thinking like maybe it is still balloons maybe it's just what is that but like then in the back of your head you're like dude like your scientific part of your mind is like that is not balloons like look at the way it's moving and i it looked like a snake like like just uh, like everybody's seen a snake crawl on the ground you know like it was just wiggling like that you know like it had a wiggle to it just like a like a creature like an eel like that's a good way to explain it. Like a, like a eel in the water, like swimming or like a water snake. That's the way it looked, but in the sky. But wow. like I said, it was like, it was black. It was more, uh, pointed at the front and pointed at the back, kind of like a serpent. And then the middle was the fattest part, but it was like bulbous on each side, like, like intestinal tract. It was weird. <laughs> You know, that's a great description because that's what I was picturing in my head too. Like it was moving like an eel through the sky. Very, very bizarre. Uh, I don't know what that's all about, but I do know that uh, it's not uh, something that we're taught to be thinking as normal. Uh, and it does definitely seem like uh, it was probably connected to the events of the day before. Maybe not. I mean, shoot, New Mexico, that area of the country has a lot of bizarre things happen, probably on the daily, especially in the sky. So uh, maybe it's not connected. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we do have like, you know, all through that area, you know, Las Vegas is pretty much in between. Well, kind of not in between, but yeah, kind of. Yeah. In the same general area as the Los Alamos National Labs, which go, who knows how deep into the under, underground those things go. We got the Sandia National Laboratories, which are in the in the Sandia Mountains here in Albuquerque. Those are all government facilities, and then everybody knows about Dulce. You know what I mean? Like uh, what was it, William Schnoblin that talked about like the encounter with the Greys that came out of the Earth, and he claimed he lost his fingers like when these things emerged from the Earth. That wasn't Schnoblin. About- that wasn't Schnoblin. That was um, Schneider, Phil Schneider. Bill Snyder. Okay, sorry. Yes, Snowblin. Snow. You did an interview with Snowblin, right? Yeah, he's the uh, the the former Satanist uh, high yes, priest. Yes. Yeah, awesome episode, dude. Awesome. Episode. Really? Because people, yeah, I don't people, know why. I got yeah, so much hate for that episode. I got so much hate for that episode. I think it's because he. I think it's because he talked about Mormons or something like that. But it is what it is. I let people oh, say whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna regulate. Dude, that's one of my favorite episodes. Dude, I, I sent that to so many people. Yeah, I guess I get their names mixed up because of the schnot, the, the sound at the beginning. But like, yeah. yes, you're right. So it, it was uh, what's his name again? Phil Schneider. Phil Schneider. Yeah, Bill Schneider. Yeah, you know he talked about that. So Las Vegas isn't far from these places, and who knows where these cavernous government facilities run through, and who knows what maybe comes out or escapes out or what they test or yeah, dude. Uh, New Mexico, the northern, the skies in northern New Mexico are 
unreal activity. <laughs> yes, it is, man. I, I freaking dig it, though. I dig it. I mean, uh, there's there's a lot to be gained in knowledge by just talking to people that live in this these areas and stuff. So um, now that we kind of filled the gap a little bit from the previous interview, uh, where uh-huh. where do we want to go here? I mean, do we want to go to the Friends Ranch? Do you want to go with your brother-in-law's Sasquatch encounter, your your wife's cousin abductee experience? Where where do you want to go? So um, I'll talk about one other experience. Well, two other experiences of my own, and then we'll get into the Sasquatch, and then I'll tell you about uh, the the encounter that my brother-in-law finally came clean. He finally came clean since our last episode. He's going to allow me to. Uh, to tell what happened to him. I'm not going to mention his name or specific location exactly, but you know, yeah, it it did happen on the ranch on my, on my father-in-law's ranch. And, uh, he did get a look at this thing and then, you know, just decided he didn't want to go out to these areas once nightfall hit anymore after he's had this experience. I don't know now with these fires going on, like, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe he's forced to have to like face more (laughs) now, but, uh, we'll talk about that. And, uh, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell about a couple more that, that, my memory got re- this was a preview of today's member episode if you want to hear the whole thing head on over to the confessionals hit the join button and become a member today